Hey there, Beelzebuds, and welcome back to another episode of The Devil's Cut, a podcast about all the things that go bump in the night. If it's spooky, scary, or spine-tingling, we're here to talk about it. I'm Matt Young, your resident man-boy possessed by a devil, and I'm here with the skeleton everyone should want in their closet. Eric Rossi. How you doing today? Are you feeling merry yet, Eric? No. Absolutely not. You're not feeling the draw of, of Yule? It's not filling your bones with the chill of Christmas joy? <laughs> no. Uh, actually, they started playing Christmas music at work today. Of course. And uh, I... I'm surprised it took them this long. Summarily drowned it out with uh, my <laughs> headphones. It's, um... It is... It, it come Mariah thaws earlier every year. <laughs> I feel like this year particularly, like... I feel like the second... It was, like, I feel like the second kids went home from trick-or-treating, there was already Christmas in the stores. Like, before the next day, even. It was still Halloween, and they're like, all right, it's late enough, put out the trees. I'm pretty sure we were in Target on the 28th, and they were taking down uh, Halloween decorations in favor of Christmas. Yeah, it, it, like, it's crazy. They, they, they can't. They can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Jesse Pinkman. Yeah, the uh, horrors of capitalism grind on. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, but yeah, so this is the like I guess this will be the official start of of the holiday season. Uh, but that doesn't mean things can't be spooky, right? We had uh, last year we did a Christmas episode, just one. We did a little roundup of all some of our favorite holiday haunts. Um, but just plenty more that we didn't touch on. Oh my God. <laughs> There's I, so many more and more ju- just new ones this year. Yeah. I, I think the, uh, the, the Christmas horror movie is a, a new, new uh, sub sub genre. I mean, it's, it's been around, but I think there's, yeah. there's a new, um, a new enthusiasm. Yeah. I, I think with the, uh, like you said, the ever encroaching Christmas means <laughs> it will blend more and more with the, uh, well, yeah, when the jack aftermath of Halloween, when the jack lanterns and the 50 foot skeletons are sharing like an aisle space with Santa Claus decorations, you know, uh, my, we're, we're blending it all. It's all coming into one globule of weird <laughs> holiday spirit, you know? My favorite thing about the uh, gigantic skeletons is the HOAs that are like, hey, that's a Halloween decoration. You have to take that down. So then people, like, fully deck it out into a turkey and then fully deck it out into, like, a Santa and just totally, like, well, fuck what, you I mean, guys. What, what, it, what is a skeleton if not a frame for anything you want to make it into, you know? A blank canvas to cast upon. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so today we are coming at you with a n- not. This actually isn't a new um, holiday horror movie. Yeah, we lied last time. I thought we were gonna do "It's a Wonderful Knife," and yeah, it doesn't it doesn't come out till this week. So. Eric cooled me. I thought it was already out and available. I've been bamboozled. Yeah. Well, so this time we're talking about a movie that uh, I hadn't seen until the other day, and. Me either. I, I was always aware of it. Um, it, it was actually, I think I, it first was like being pushed to me from Hulu, um, because I think that's where it was, I don't know if it's still on Hulu, but that's where it was available. And um, the 
uh, other avenue was that uh, spooky wife's uh, brother, my brother-in-law. Spooky brother-in-law? Spooky brother-in-law. Who, <laughs> who is like kind of, you know, he'll watch a scary movie now and then, but not like the biggest, you know, uh, uh, consumer of them. But he was like, hey, I watched this movie. It was crazy. You guys have to watch it. And so it took us a little bit, but we finally did uh, m- manage to check it out. And I had a really good time. Yeah, uh, this week we are talking uh, Rare Exports, and uh, I agree. It was one of the most bonkers Christmas... I I think it was probably more bonkers than all of the Christmas movies we talked about last year in the extravaganza. More bonkers than The Mean One or or Krampus? Yeah, absolutely 100% more bonkers. Yeah, I think because this movie just has like something weird to it uh, i i think it might be the uh the wave of 75 to 300 <laughs> naked men stomping yeah. through the woods i think that might have a, a a bit of a factor yeah um so i guess just to give some like preliminary uh context for this so this is a uh finish uh uh, horror movie it was written and directed by uh now forgive me uh don't hold me to these pronunciations uh jalmari helander that didn't sound yeah, awful jalmari helander um and it's actually based on a short film that was uh written and directed by his, him and his brother oh um, little brother duo yeah little brother action um, and it's by the same name. I think it's called like Rare Exports Inc. Is and it's an eight minute little short film. Okay. Um, but the, I guess the idea was like expanded upon, and uh, uh, made into this movie. And let's see, it's starring uh, Oni Tomila and Jorma Tomila. So the father and son in this movie are actual father and son. Oh, that's yeah. fun. Yeah, and it's actually not the first. Uh, or it's not the last time they're in a movie together because they're also both in Sisu. Yes. Uh, not father and son in that movie, but they are still both in it. And we'll talk about Sisu a little later just because it's such a weird movie. We have to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the So the three like dudes in this movie, not the kid, but um, Piparinen, uh, what is his name? It was like Piparinen. You will get no help from me with these um, pronunciations. And... Amo and Rauno. So those are the three, like, adult men that are, like, kind of, like, the focus of the movie for most of it. Um, they were also the same three actors that were in the short film. So it's like this, they just brought oh, them back and they're like, we're doing some, it over. We're doing the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna do it better this Somebody time. gave us money. Um, and so the movie is about a um, mining company or mining expedition in the, the these this mountain range in Finland have discovered something that they were looking for because they're being paid by like this Scrooge looking, this very Ebenezer looking guy. <laughs> um, and they're, he, they're digging for something and they've seemingly found it. And like these two boys, our main character, um, Pitari and um, Juso, these two little kids, they're like spying. They like drove their little uh, snowmobile up to the mountain and they're like spying. Um, and then they come down and the one, the main character, Pitari is like, Hey, so like, what's the deal with Santa? And the other kid's like, Santa's not real. And but the kid's like, I think he might be, and I also think he might be really evil. <laughs> just like he jumps to this conclusion of, you know what? There's a lot of stuff about Santa that's very foreboding, 
and it gives me it gives me some vibes that I'm not really liking. So he does all his research. Yeah, he's got like books everywhere. <laughs> he he looks like he's been on like a feverish hunt for information. Yeah, and so basically this um this like down on its luck town that they live in um that like i guess their main export was reindeer yes and all the reindeer have been hunted by wolves right and and so like the town is like kaput basically uh so the so everyone's sad all the adults are sad in this movie and upset and the kid is really afraid of santa claus who he thinks is going to come and kill everybody and he's the only one who believes it (laughs) (laughs) um and boy does santa show up in a in a in a in a few different weird ways big big way <laughs> yeah. question mark yeah so it's like what would you like even compare this movie to is there like any I I don't I really don't even know where to begin even in like the weird Santa space so like the idea is that the their entire I guess herd of reindeer that they were planning to harvest this yeah, year. They collect them and sell them. They show up dead and like viciously mutilated. Mm-hmm. So they have to go. Which apparently, uh, and this is I have no confirmation on this, but I like I was reading a bloody disgusting article about this movie, and mm-hmm. a user in the comments section of that article claim to like know people who worked on that set and apparently all that blood was real pig blood like all the blood in the movie was just real pig blood no way to confirm that but man what a stinky set that would that be, would have right? been oh god <laughs> i guess if a lot a lot of it took place in the cold and that'll keep the smell at bay right but yeah but i mean that's somebody's job somebody's got to go schlop that stuff around and that guy did not have a good day yeah gnarly Ooh, all real pigs blood uh no way to confirm that but but all the reindeer uh end up mutilated and they're like fuck our entire livelihood for the year has just been slaughtered and we don't know why or how and now we have to travel into the the mountains and and figure out either what type of crazy wolf destroyed our herd or what the uh, guys up in the mountains mining have uncovered. Yeah, so, and, and then stuff gets crazy from there and it's all very Santa-related. Uh, and we'll, we'll get know, into we'll, it. We'll get into it. But so, like, overall, like, you know, do you like this one? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, this is, uh, I, I didn't have any complaints. I don't think there was anything about this movie that made me go like, oh, well, that's disappointing. I think um, this doesn't really bother me so much, but I could see how some people would think, especially because it's a foreign film. It's all if you're unless you speak uh, Finnish or whatever language they're speaking in the movie, um, you got to read the subtitles. So it's a reading movie. And I think it is a little, like, slow at first. You don't really... It takes, like, a decent minute before, like, you see a weird, creepy Santa actually do it. Like, for the most part, it's just, like, this sad... It's kind of depressing because you have this, like, this single dad who's, like, really stressed out. And, like, all he has to, like, feed his son is, like, burnt gingerbread cookies. Well, that's (laughs) his fault. He fucks up the roast. (laughs) He burns the roast. That's his problem. Yeah, but basically, it's, like, if you just... For the for a lot a lot of this movie, uh, it's it's just like this sad 
poor family in the in the mountains. Like this kid's walking around and he's got no pants in the freezing snow for like a really long scene. Uh, it's just it, so that didn't bother me, but I could see how some people would like maybe not be inclined to like finish the movie. You know, I think they would be quitters because they would be two thirds of this movie are borderline action horror. Yeah, I well, that's actually, that is a question I meant to, like, bring up to you. So, to me, this, like, I mean, it's a horror movie, but it is, like, very on the edge. I'd say there's certain things that, like, and if it wasn't for the fact that we get, like, a horde of naked old men, like, stampeding through the mountains and at night trying to murder the main characters, I'd be like not really that scary and even if it was i think if they were in santa suits it would be not scary anymore i'd argue that it doesn't necessarily need to be scary to be a horror movie no it doesn't it certainly doesn't i Um, think enough of those gray wieners flopping around in the breeze are horrifying and bone chilling enough on their own yeah i think this is i I, i'd say this is like a, a horror light film i don't think if you're like a little, uh, you know, unsure about scary movies or there's somebody that like, you, you know, want to watch like a scary Christmas movie with, but they're wieners, you know, no pun intended. They, they can watch this one. There's lots of them. I think uh, uh, the only thing that now they're completely different movies and honestly of different quality in general, <laughs> but the level of horror in this reminds me of the level of horror in like Overlord. Remember Overlord, that, like, Nazi bunker? I never watched that one, actually. You're not missing out on much. Oh, okay. But I, I would say it is of that ratio of horror to action, where it's like yeah. the horror kind of necessitates the action. Yeah, I, I'd say, like, uh, I mean, the back the back end of this movie kind of turns, like, like Spielbergian almost like it becomes like a like an E.T. romp at the end like where the little kids saving the day from the adults that like uh don't (laughs) don't know what the fuck they're doing (laughs) like this kid basically like you know he's the only one who's done enough Santa research so he's like the only person who can save the town you know what he's useless for like two-thirds of this movie so if he's if he's gonna you know come through the end is where he should really be useful anyway yeah I I was calling him Petrie the whole time because the way that it's spelled looks like he's like that little pterodactyl from (laughs) Land Before Time Petrie's like like borderline like he's almost as bad as the Babadook kid no, he's not screaming nearly enough. No, but he's like, he's such a little wiener. He is you a know? little wiener. <laughs> he is a little wiener, but at least he's not like ruining your every single waking moment. Very true. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I, I, I liked it a lot. I, th- I, I, I can see how some people might not enjoy it it may be a little slow for some people but it really does pick up it and it's only an hour and a half long like who cares if it's a little slow in the beginning breezy 84 minutes um and i guess a few little like details uh you know box office wise so i only have the (laughs) it was apparently estimated to have cost uh about two million euros i don't know what that translates to but mm. uh, in, in this is like 2019 euros. More than $2,000. Or excuse me, $2 million. Definitely more than, <laughs> than $2,000. Uh, 
uh, and that's not that's 2019 euros. Um, but apparently worldwide, it made 4.1 million dollars. I don't know why they're giving me the euros for the budget, and I guess because this is like mostly like U.S. and Canada and stuff. But that's uh, weird. It's weird that they wouldn't put, like put both of them I know, in the give same. Me, give me something. That's bizarre. But either way, they made you know they didn't make like, a huge profit, but it, it was a very like small like small scale movie. So. Uh, I'd say it's successful. I hope they. I hope they consider themselves successful because this movie was rocking. Um, also, one weird. Uh, again, IMDb trivia. We don't know. We never know what we're gonna get. Unsubstantiated in here. claims. But <laughs> the, I like this bit, bit of trivia in here. Is that it's one of Kate Blanchett's favorite films. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's like when discussion films goes on and says hey breaking news some guy said a thing and you're like motherfucker that's not news that's just speculation yeah and, that, and that's like literally all of the the trivia everything else was like oh the main actors were father real father and son and like stuff like that but i'm like well that's boring the Kate Blanchett one really stood out to me. That's kind of cool, though, that they are, like, father and son duo. Because they do have, like, a pretty decent, like, chemistry mm-hmm. on screen. Yeah, and I would, you know, and I actually, it's pretty impressive because they are, like, like the they act very well against each other given the fact that he's really mean to this kid for a lot <laughs> of this movie. He's yelling at this kid all the time. Do you think he has, like, European father sternness uh, maybe. do you think that's the situation well i mean it's in the role too i'm sure he's a fantastic father outside of things yeah but i i, I think the role necessitates a more of a, a rural sternness than than most uh people are used to well you know he's a bit of a complicated character because it's funny every time he he yells he like almost immediately like his face is like oh fuck i'm so sorry i didn't mean it like he's like you can see it in his face like oh i I gotta stop yelling at the kids so much you know (laughs) he's gonna put me in a home yeah it's like it's like immediately like yells at him and then feel you can see he feels bad right away <laughs> and maybe i don't know if that's written into the character or maybe the actor like couldn't help it like, oh, <laughs> my boy <laughs> uh but yeah i mean you want to get into the 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 breakdown yeah of the movie yeah uh, let's you know, do it we're pretty we're pretty fresh on it all right so like usual if you're gonna check this out you don't want any more spoilers than we've already given you this is your time pause come back yeah, I believe, don't quote me, I believe you can watch it on Hulu. Uh, I don't think it's on Shutter, maybe on Screenbox, probably on Tubi because everything's on Tubi. Oh, Tubi. <laughs> but last I checked, uh, it's available to stream on Hulu. So check it out. This is your last chance. If not, then you're just going to get spoiled. <laughs> Transition. The movie starts out, like I said, you know, we open up uh, in a room um, atop this mountain range. Uh, the It's like the headquarters of, like, this construction. Or it's in, like, the little, you know, the trailer, like, thing that they, you know. Yeah, they have oh, a box trailer yeah, where it. they're kind of, like, discussing some of the mining uh, mm-hmm. results. Yeah, and so it's this English guy, these two English guys, who uh, one of them is discussing uh, what they've found at, you know, at the bottom of this, like, cavern that they've been drilling. 
Uh, and the other guy who is just the most Scrooge looking guy you've ever, like he, like he, it's very clear. <laughs> Straight out of central casting. <laughs> yeah. Very clear what they were going for here. Um, he like, he, he's basically being very, while they're talking, he's being very vague and very ominous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, then we cut to outside where there are both, both of these dudes are like addressing the men. And, like, the Ebenezer dude starts giving this big speech about how it's, like, time to, you know, <laughs> it's it's time to to get drilling. We're, we're going to own the thing that's in here. It's, like, he's being so weird about it. He says he's finally going to fulfill his dreams of robbing the, like, most important grave of all time. Yeah. Which is funny because right before that, he, he tells the foreman... To post up the new rules, it's this. It's got. It's like this big, like uh, this placard that says, like, here are the here's the the company's rules now, and it's all like no cursing, no smoking, no drinking. It's basically don't be naughty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't be naughty. The list. But then he immediately goes like, we're gonna grave rob, and I'm like, I think Santa <laughs> would put you on the list it, for this. It, I think if you're robbing. Santa's grave. Yeah, specifically his grave, right? He might like, be pissed. Yeah, I think that gets you put on the list. A couple lists, actually. So while Riley uh, is addressing the men, uh, we, like, pan away, and that's where we meet, like, or see Petrie and Juso, the two kids. Um, and they're, like, crouched behind boxes, like, spying on him and watching this whole scene. <clears throat> I don't know why, just they're just curious. So they're like, hey, we're bored today. Let's take this snowmobile and drive on our own all the way up to, to the top of this probably very dangerous mountain, not just to to traverse by itself, but also there's they're in a construction zone. They're using dynamite like yeah. and stuff. Like it is. <laughs> I guess that's kids, though, right? You know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're gonna do stupid stuff. But I would be like, that's ah, so far. So like, you know how America we have the the kids on the kids kids on a bike genre of yeah. like eighties like Stranger Things kind of like adventure. Mm-hmm. I guess they have one too. It's just kids on a snowmobile. Kids on a snowmobile. I would love to see them try and ride bikes in, in throughout the scenery of this movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's when you know we we start following uh, Petrie and Juso. Now uh, they're driving down the mountain, and that's when Petrie starts asking Juso about like, hey, like, what do you think the deal is with Santa Claus and Dad or Santa Claus? Yeah, and Jesus is like, you still believe in Santa? That's just a bunch of bullshit. Our parents make up to you know to keep us in line, like so that we'll wait for Santa. We'll be good for Santa, you know. And like Petrie, like he's he has like the weirdest like looks on his face. Like this whole movie, he's always like. This all feels like bullshit to me. He's always hard <laughs> squinting into yeah. the middle distance. Yeah, he really is, and. So, you can tell he's, he, like, you know, his friend is telling him that Santa's not real, but he's, he's got different things on his mind. And that's when we cut to, like, sort of, like, the title card opening sequence where we get all the credits, you know, that we get the credit roll, but it's all over footage of Petrie, like, reading this, like, library stack of Christmas lore books. Yeah, he's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's got like his own little like trove of of yeah. Where do you even get all these Christmas like old timey? Not even just like 
books. They're like old ass fucking books. Yeah, I want to know where Tomes. he. I want to know where he got them. I would have liked to have seen like give me like a minute or two of like a Matilda scene where he goes and gets like a library card and he's he takes out all the books you know and has to come back. He has to snowmobile them back and forth. He tells the fucking librarian, "I need all three hundred of your Christmas grimoires, please." They are Christmas grimoires, dude. Because and each one has a more and more frightening depiction of like Santa Claus to the point where there's one drawing of Santa Claus, one illustration in one of the books where he's he's like a kaiju, he's like fifty feet tall <laughs> and he's like kicking over trees and he's like picking up kids with his hands and I'm like this is a crazy Santa. My favorite is the one where there's a cauldron and Santa is just like dunking he's just making a kid kids in. soup. Yeah, he's like dunking him in by his ankles. <laughs> But from of, of cream of Frederick today. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> After we get the little montage of of Petrie looking through all of the horror novels about Santa, he um, wakes up one more, and he spends the whole movie. He never like sleeps in his bed. He's always sleeping upright in a chair because he's been because he's keeping watch every night for Santa. He has like an advent calendar. That he marks off, um, and every night he has, and he has all these like systems that are, are like things that are supposed to keep him awake, which seem to fail every time. Yeah, he's like holding the keys over like a metal bowl so that if he drops the keys falling asleep, the metal wakes him up. Yeah, and he's he's and he Petrie's wearing a bizarre outfit this whole movie. He's got like a like a big old like head encompassing helmet. It's a hockey helmet, it's bright red. Is it a hockey helmet? Yeah. I guess it would be right there. Yeah. That's that's what they would. It's just like big helmet, little head kid. And he's all his, like his jacket and pants are all these really bright, vibrant, like little kid colors. And he just stays in that outfit the entire time. Pretty much. Except for this very beginning where he just is not wearing pants for some reason. Um, But he wakes up uh, in his stool sitting up and he looks out his window and he sees that there's footprints on the roof right outside his window. And so this is when he like runs downstairs outside completely uh pantsless uh to so he runs out of his house over to his father is like a butcher i guess yeah so he has this uh butchery like in a separate building on their on their land and he runs all the way across (laughs) across the snow and he's like dad were you on the roof last night and he's like no get dressed (laughs) yeah he's like i don't have time for your stupid questions son (laughs) Yeah, basically. See, again, he's so mean to him. Like, Why don't you have pants on? <laughs> and um, so that's like, so we we established that it's a, we never find out what's up with his mom. There is no, we never talk about what happened to her. Just dead. Not even passing. Yeah, Just she's normal d- dead. Dead, gone, whatever. The dad's very stressed. Quite. Single fatherhood in like, <laughs> when you have no, no money. And, oh, his dad is also... We, we have a scene where the father Rauno is like creating like a like a like a punji stick trap. <laughs> I think it's a wolf. I think it's trapped for wolf. It is. It is because that's what they think. All the reindeer like have been going missing, right? They just don't know to what scale. But the yeah, the, they're he's afraid of wolves in the area, so he's creating these, which apparently we find out are illegal, which makes sense. 
Um, he d- digs this big hole in the ground and sharpens a bunch of stick stakes and like sticks them upright so that and you know covers a standard like pitfall trap. Yeah, I think they, um, they hang a pig's head over the the yeah, trap, right? So that something will fall in and spear itself. Um, but from here, we kind of get introduced to their like reindeer operation. They have this big gigantic pen of like, uh that they're like electrifying and they're they're waiting on i don't know how this works uh where like they they just open up the pen and they assume all of these reindeer are just gonna like run up into the pen well they probably have some sort of bait or something that they put in there hope and a prayer because it doesn't seem like anybody's trying to drive the reindeer towards them it's just like all right here they come this like this is when we every time like anything is happening where like petrie could be useful he's like just not for like the the whole he's in the way his dad's like always treating him like he's like a nuisance but then again but then he feels bad about it like immediately after but it's like the damage is done dude that kid's not gonna forget the trauma trauma experience yeah see and this is like like right after they like are all excited about this like electrified fence, right? They, that's when they go to find the reindeer and then they find them all. Yeah, there's like two measly reindeer who pop up over the hill and they're like, "Oh, they're here!" And then they're like, "Oh, wait, where, it's where just are the two rest of them? them? What the fuck?" <laughs> it's supposed to be this magical moment where like a thousand reindeer come cascading over the mountain top, and then it's just like, <laughs> just fucking uh, Comet and Cupid. The rest of them are gone. Yeah. So this is when. Uh, they ride out and they find, uh, you know, uh, like, what do they count? Like, just under 200, like, uh, reindeer carcasses all yeah. mutilated. Yeah. Uh, an insane amount of mutilated reindeer. Like, all in the same area, too. Like, you'd think they would have left, right? After the first couple got got, you know, you'd think some of them would have been like, I'm out of here. But they just stood there and were like, well, well you gotta I guess go, I'm gonna get eaten. Go. <laughs> they don't even get eaten. I love how the one dude, they, like, they roll in, they're all, like, jaws on the floor, they're all, you know, discouraged, like, fuck, like, this is our livelihood, we are not gonna make any money this year, how are we gonna survive? And the one dude just, like, turns into Rain Man, he's kinda, like, staring and staring, and he's like, 198, 198 carcasses. I'm like, how the fuck did you count that? This is when they decide to go up to the top of the mountain, right? Like, so Petrie, some adults... Uh, like his friend, I think they all go up there to like demand explanation about like, cause they think the people, you know, the mining company at the top had something to do with it. So they're like, we're going to get some answers. They get up there and they find that the mining, uh, operation has been very quickly abandoned a few days ago. Like, Was this, did we already get the shot of like the night, the nighttime shot where all of the the dudes get like taken off screen. It's one of those like scenes where something just out of outside of the screen is like picking off characters, like dragging them out of frame and stuff. It's one of those. It's pretty funny. (laughs) The, the men there have been eradicated. They are no longer there. There's no sign of them, uh, left. Like the doors are all open on the buildings. There's like frost inside on all the desks and stuff. So they're like, "Fuck!" They they abandon the place. Like, where where did they go? They find this gigantic hole that they've been mining out of too. They all go back to Rano's farm, right? Yeah, they they essentially just go back home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, and we get a lot. We get more scenes of like Petrie being like. It's Santa Claus. Look, I have all this research, right? He has like all his books and he's like, guys, look, it's definitely, 
it's definitely something Santa related. I can feel it. He like doesn't he like show them something that he found? Then he like find something. This movie is like a fever dream of like <laughs> Christmas time, a bunch of whiskey, and like just enough cold medication to get you through the season. That's what it feels like watching this movie. But basically, what his point that he's trying to make to people is that he he. In his research, he found, like, a tale of people who also believed that Santa was real and that he was evil. And so they captured him and buried him under the mountain. Yeah, the idea is that they buried him under the mountain to lock him away. And then the mountain formed around his grave. Yes. They, like, they they, they preserved him in, like, ice. Ice, yeah. uh, And... That's what the guys at the beginning of the movie, the foreman and, and Riley were talking about. They were saying how they drilled down to the mountain far enough that they drilled into sawdust. Like 60 feet deep of sawdust. And then and Riley, somebody else is like, oh, well, that's what do they use sawdust for? Well, they store ice with sawdust, which apparently I didn't never. I don't, I don't know anything about that. I don't but, know enough about living in the cold. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know. I don't know cold storage. <laughs> you know, also, why are we just storing ice if it's just that cold? Maybe it doesn't get that cold. I don't know. I get maybe, but then the sawdust keeps it cold. It insulates it. I'm assuming. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. I guess it works. You know, with both for extremes of the temperature. You know right? that. You know that Juggalo song. Uh, <laughs> no magnets. How I can they tell work. You, I can tell you. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Then so this is this now. Finally, we're getting to the point. I don't remember how far into the movie this is. Probably say like forty minutes, right? I'd say probably a half hour. Half hour. Um, but now this is the point where stuff starts to get weird. Ki- kick off because the next day, Petrie goes outside and he finds that the bait has been taken. The pig head that was dangling above the the the, the pitfall trap. trap that his dad had set is gone. So he like runs back in and gets his dad, and you know he and Rano come out, and he the dad Rano he checks first and. What he finds is he, like, moves, uh, like, the leaves out of the way, and he sees, like, this hand, like, a human hand um, laying in there, and he's, like, super frightened at first, and he, like, pulls his son away, which is nice. It's good to see that he's, like, trying to spare his yeah. son from, from seeing this dead Avert your eyes, corpse. child. Um, and he yells at him and tells him to go inside. And then it, <laughs> and then his friend, Rano's friend, pulls up on a snowmobile, and this is the friend whose name I don't know. Pipa, Pipa Rinan. I don't know how to pronounce it, but we'll call him like Pipa. And so like Pipa shows up and he's like, hey, uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I I got to go to my Santa gig in like an hour. <laughs> and so he shows up and he's in a Santa suit, right? Because I guess he's going to go, you know, be a mall Santa or something. And so then he's like, <laughs> Rano's immediately like, yo, you got to get over here. Yeah. And they haul this, this corpse out. Well, it's corpse, right? You think it's like a dead body. Um, and they haul it out and they lug it into the, um, the, the butcher shop that he has and they like drop, drop the guy uh, onto this, uh, slab that he has. Now we say butcher shop, but it is essentially a butcher's barn. It's like a processing barn for like animals. So like you would, yeah, you would like process and butcher like cattle here. Yeah. Reindeer. Reindeer. Yeah. (laughs) I think in the beginning he's like butchering the pig that they use for the trap. Yeah. And it looks like a room at a saw is what I'm trying to say. It's very green and bloody in there. It sure is. 
And so the so Pipa and and Rauno they they get this so we discover that the body is that that of this like really old bald dude with long white beard. Uh, and he's got a big old, like, spike trap stick hole in his gut. It's, like, bloody as hell. It looks, it looks gnarly. And Rano is freaked out because, like you said, these traps are illegal. You're not allowed to, like, set these things. So yeah. he's like, fuck, I killed an old guy with my illegal trap. What the fuck are we gonna do? Shit. They, they leap to illegally disposing of the body so quickly. Like, it is, it's like, it's like, they don't even think... Do I call the 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 cops or do I call an ambulance? It's immediately like, oh, that trap's illegal. We got to cut it up. It's so funny because Rauno gets there first. He's like, fuck, it's my property. It's my trap. Like, fuck, hey, man, you got to help me dismember this guy. And the, his friend in the Santa suit's like, I guess I shit, I guess I, I don't do. want to. But yeah, I guess you're right. Let's, they, let's take him to the saw, and then they, like... <laughs> and this doesn't take it near... Like, basically, Eric explaining it is how long the characters take to decide that's what they're going to do. It is such a, <laughs> like, just stressed single dad energy immediately, like, flipped to dispose of this old body. Like, it happens so fast that it's, like, a, it's like whiplash. I was, I was like, whoa, that was a really... we not even going to have a quick discussion about this? No, no. <laughs> It was like they had no other option. They're like, I guess the responsible thing to do is dismember this old man. Yeah, and while this all is happening, Petrie has now snuck out of the house again, even though he was told to get inside. Oh, and he, he was supposed to be grounded because he's been setting up traps this whole movie for Santa Clauses. <laughs> and the and uh, Rauno was like... He's building a to, fire. He was trying to build a fire, and he almost gets, like, his hand taken off by a bear trap that his son set at the bottom of the fireplace. <laughs> He's trying to get Santa. I, I mean, that's that'll do it. That's a good, that's a Kevin McAllister-ass trap. Yeah, ba- that's a bear trap, trap in the fireplace? Hell that'll, yeah. That'll catch a Santa for sure. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like Tom and Jerry level shit, yeah, honestly. It's, it's really, so he's supposed to be grounded, he says. Um, and so he sneaks out of the house and, like, Goes up to the side of the of the butchery and like cl- climbs up to this little window that he so he can like sneak in, and you know he makes some noise and like you know the the two men inside here and they like look up and they you know kept before he can like duck you know they obviously catch him and but he's now seen that his dad and his dad's friend are like debating on how they're gonna cut up this old guy's body debating is a stretch they're practically like they're just getting his arm into the saw yeah. yeah they get the bandsaw going and they're getting ready to do it uh and that's when they like see that that uh petrie has seen them around like runs out and he's like you're supposed to stay in the house <laughs> But this sets the kid off running. He starts running out to the street. Yeah, he just books it. He's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. My dad's gonna cut this guy up. I gotta get out of here. Yeah, I don't know what his plan was. Yeah. Like, just to go, go? I don't know. It was unclear. He didn't really seem to have any sense of direction. He just and runs he, out to the road. He runs out to the road. His father gets in his own truck and drives after him. And gets to the end of his road just in time to see Petrie just get into what I thought it was just a stranger's car, but it was a it was a police. Officer's yeah, he car? says it's a cop car. It's He's a like, cop oh, car. Fuck the police. Yeah, so he like a conveniently timed. I must say, like he his Petrie gets to the end of the road. Oh, cop just driving by, perfect timing, and he gets in. But then the cop just drives away, and I was like, oh no, we're not gonna go back. Like Petrie's not gonna say anything. He's just gonna go with him. Like, hey, can I go with you? Like, what? what I want to know what that conversation was. <laughs> Can I just go with you? <laughs> I just don't want... There's 
Never, just, I don't want to talk it's about cold. it. It's cold. I don't want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> so then... Where are you going? So then Rauno follows the cop, and they both end up at, I guess, like another member of the uh, the community's house. Uh, this guy, I believe his name is Amo? So this is the guy who like could automatically count carcasses somehow? Yes, he, he just knew. He was part of our group earlier. <laughs> yeah, he just put his fingers up to his temples and he went, yeah. 198. They go, so they go to his house uh, and everyone just gets out of the car. And like the cop has like, no, he doesn't even question Petrie's dad. Like, oh, why are you following me? Or what are you doing here? He's just like, hey. Yeah. You know, and then they're like, yeah, we're at Amo's house now. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're going to see what's going on with him. And apparently all of the potatoes were well the thing is all the radiators have been stolen yeah, around the cop town, the cop so... mentions that all the radiators have been stolen and then amo's like oh my my wife's hair dryer is also missing yeah and he says a hundred uh what was it like 200 something sacks of potatoes have gone missing yeah and he's like well 200 sacks gone missing it seems like a crazy thing to report and he's like well, the crazy thing is they left all the fucking potatoes. They just took the sacks. All of the sacks <laughs> All of are the gone. sacks have gone missing, but the potatoes so they, can stay. We get this great shot of his, like, barn, and it's just, like, fucking potatoes everywhere. Dude, the entire it, floor it, is it, potatoes, it, like, five inches It's like deep. fucking The Martian in there. There's potatoes as far <laughs> as the eye can see, dude. Matt Damon would be just overjoyed. <laughs> he and, should be so lucky. <laughs> yeah. You only lost your sacks. many potatoes on Mars. <laughs> uh, and while they're at the... While the main group is there, um, uh, Peepa is still hanging out, trying to get ready to, like, dispose of the Santa. <laughs> this old, Because Petrie was like, that's Santa! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, and he, he just looks like... He's just... He's naked, but he looks like Santa. He could, he could be a he's Santa. Like, he's dirty and naked, but... He's a white guy with a long white beard. Santa. Santa. Uh, and so he's getting ready to, like, um... He's not fat like Santa, though. No, we he's, have to say, he's scrawny. He's, like, an emaciated person. Yeah. He looks like he just got out of, a um, like, a, a work camp, if yeah. you catch my drift. Yeah, for sure. He... <laughs> so while people's, like, trying to figure out what to do with him, I, he, like, moves or something? Like, the body moves, right? And he, he he's, like trying to investigate like he holds like a knife like up to his nose to see if he's like breathing and he's like oh shit he's awake right he, he determines yeah, he, that he's he alive he sees the steam on the blade from under his nose he's like oh fuck he's alive he's breathing still and i think somebody oh no like, that was when he was still with before rano left they discovered he was still alive and then they were then they were having a problem trying to figure out what to do with him um because now that he's still there he was still there hanging out with the body he like went inside and went and got cookies <laughs> right, because he's eating these gingerbread cookies, and like the the Santa's like nose is like sniffing like towards the cookie, right? <laughs> and so Rano's like, oh, and he like waves the cookie over the gingerbread over the guy's nose, and he's like, sl- his head slightly moves like to follow the cookie. I like his like one eye kind of like peeks open, and he's like, oh, you got gingerbread cookies, <laughs> yeah. And so that then he's like he he's playing with him now, and he people like leans over. And we get, like, a little jump scare where, like, the body, like, lurches up towards him and then it cuts back to the group. And so when they first found this old guy, they found a wallet with him and it had, like, an ID of, like, this English guy. Um, And so after the police officer leaves from from Amo's house, Rano's like, all right, come back. You can speak English. 
so come with me. I need you. To, we need you to talk to this almost dead guy with a huge hole in his gut. Yeah, like, dude who's clearly I need you to leaking. communicate with him. <laughs> Some of the logical leaps in this movie, I'm like, what are these adults doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, they just, they're, they're like, make the weirdest decisions and assumptions about things. I'm telling you, whiskey, cold medicine. Yeah. That's what gets that's you That's what here. it is. That's what it is. So they, so now again, the group all comes back. Oh, uh, and Amo is, is Juso's dad. Like, so Petrie's, uh, friend, the blonde little shitbag. <laughs> um, and Petrie like went upstairs to go find him. And in his bed was n- not him, but a creepy like doll made out of sticks. Yeah. This like weird, kid, like, like these like life size kid dolls made out of twigs. And they look like something the Blair witch would make for like a, <laughs> a gift for somebody. Yeah, it looks very creepy. It's like this hollowed eyed wooden doll of a child. Oh, oh yeah, because we'd seen it earlier in the movie. Because um, when the bot, when his dad, Petrie's dad, and the other guy pull the body out, before he goes to dis- you know investigate, before Petrie goes to investigate the barn, he goes to the hole that the guy fell in originally, and he finds a sack, and in the sack is the uh, his own little stick kid in it. So we're like, oh, okay, so we're thinking maybe this guy was coming for Petrie. He had his own little kid replace stick kid replacement for him. Stick kid replacement. <laughs> um, and so uh, now the whole group goes back. We're re- we're getting all back together in the barn. Um, when they get back to Petrie and Rano's house, they have the uh, their friend people. He's like got his ear bitten off, and he's like outside, and he's like, "That guy's fucking crazy in there, man! It bit my ear!" And everyone's just kind of like, eh, "Yeah, all right." It's like, "Well, oh, that sucks." Yeah, let's go see what he's doing again. Cold. Cold living, you you it hardens you. They're like Starks up there, you know, <laughs> like that one dude in Game of Thrones who gets like uh, the wolf bites off like half his fingers and he's like, ah, that's ah, cool. Whoops. <laughs> Guess I don't have those. Don't have those anymore. How am I gonna hold a sword? I don't know. Let's drink, <laughs> uh, please. <laughs> and so this is when they all go inside, um, at, to like I guess confront. The, this old dude uh and the, again this whole time petrie's like that's fucking santa that is fucking santa and he's here to get us all he took my friends because everybody's like all petrie finds out that all of the kids in town are missing yeah initially when they go into deal like when the three adults go into deal with the this creepy old man petrie takes a moment to like call yeah, a he bunch goes of inside. friends on the phone and like all of their parents are like no we don't know where the fuck our kids are he got this little list of classmates, it looks like, and he's just crossing names <laughs> off the list. Yeah, so all the kids in town are missing. Um, <clears throat> and inside the barn, uh, I, I basically, I forget how, how the confrontation here ends. It, it pretty much escalates from, hey, we need to interrogate this weird old guy and figure out where he came from, what he was doing, like what happened to the reindeer. And they, uh, they realize like, oh fuck, this old dude, this old dude is Santa Claus. Yeah, they, they, there, the, I guess this would be my one problem, problem that I have like with the story is like, Petrie's been like, yo, that's Santa, like this whole movie, like he's been like, Santa's evil, he's coming to get us, that guy's Santa now, I know it. And they, they all just kind of go like, oh yeah, that probably is, you know what, Santa. That makes sense. And so they somehow get it in their heads that they can like 
sell they're gonna sell santa to the to the the guy who's in charge of the excavation crew right mm-hmm. i don't they they managed to like contact him somehow i don't really remember how it comes to that is it like maybe a phone number they found in the wallet or something correct um and so they basically haggle they're like listen we got the thing you were digging up we got it we have santa we're gonna we're gonna sell it to you because they're trying to make you <laughs> ends me because all their reindeer are dead right so they got money on the brain now um in addition there's a the weird this weird like greed uh like arc starts to happen from here like all of a sudden it's not like it is it's a horror movie and everyone's like sad uh because they're like destitute but now like we're like enterprising all of a sudden yeah we're like, like ah we're gonna sell santa to the to the rich english dude um uh, and so they <laughs> so they Dress the old guy in the uh, Santa outfit that the one dude was going to go wear to his gig. They put him in a cage, stick him in the back of a pickup truck, and drive him up to the top of the mountain. (laughs) It's so fucking... This old man is just, like, standing in the back of this fucking pickup truck in the cage. And And he has not said a word. No, he's very creepy. But he's, like, leering through the window at... Uh, the kid. Yeah, anytime the kid is in the scene with the, the old guy's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I said it when we were watching it, but like this old dude is like Santa Claus by way of Albert Fish. Oh yeah, it's, it's so gross. creepy. He's and again, he's like gaunt and dirty, and well, up until now that he has a Santa suit on, he was buck naked. Yeah, um, and just leering at this child. It's very uncomfortable. But anyway, so our, our characters, our whole crew, the son included, they bring him for some reason for this crazy hostage negotiation. Look, you can't leave this kid at home. No, he's, he's clearly going to fall gonna into a trap trouble. or something crazy. Yeah. He, he's he's a walking menace. <clears throat> and so they get there. Uh, the uh, Riley, the businessman, he shows up. Uh, and, in a helicopter. Yeah, he shows up <laughs> in a helicopter, um, which then... Uh, I don't it's know what happens there. to the guy. Did he fly the helicopter himself? Was there not a helicopter driver? There must have been a pilot, pilot somewhere. Do you, do you pilot it? You pilot. You don't drive yeah, it. Yeah, no, you don't drive helicopters. <laughs> you got a problem if you're driving one. <laughs> um, and so like Riley gets out, and he has this like magical moment when he sees the the they bring out the cage with the Santa in it, and he's like he goes up to it, and he's like. <gasps> He's like so like he's like almost like a child again. He puts on this like reaction like Santa and he like gets real close to him and then like the Santa's like eyes like do a weird like sh- it's like the thing that the vampires do in all the vampire <laughs> stuff lately. Your your shimmering eyes. Yeah, the shimmering shimmering eye so effect. Much. Yeah. It does that. He like they like gloss over and then and then all of a sudden Riley's like uh uh oh. He's like listen, everybody uh drop your weapons. Uh, no, don't, he like, he goes, he starts to go over the list of, of the, the be not, don't be naughty list. Yeah. He's like, no cursing. Everyone drop their guns. Yeah. Smile in the nicest way you can, which yeah, is like a weird way to a put weird, That might be way. a weird translation. Uh, thing. no, cause he speaks English. Oh yeah, you're right. He isn't speaking English, <laughs> and, but none of these other people speak English. So he's saying this to no, almost nobody except the one dude. The one dude even like, who can understand English is like, I don't know what don't the fuck he's, what talking he's talking about, about. but Basically, he goes, that's not Santa. It's one of his little helpers. And then this is the, like, the twist of the movie. <laughs> because, like, right when he identifies that this is not Santa and instead is one of Santa's elves, 
uh, he, like, immediately gets a pickaxe to, like, the back of the head. Just thrown from, like, a football yeah, field Yeah, we, we get, like, a cartoon, like, and, and it just, like, cracks him <laughs> right in the back of the skull, takes this guy out of the movie, right? This guy's dead as fuck. The camera immediately starts zipping around the woods, and you see, like, all of these guys who are essentially, like, frozen in, like, step. As if, like, you just, like, shine the light on a deer. It's just all these silhouettes of, like, these old naked old men in the woods. so many. It's like the end of Hereditary when, like, you see <laughs> all of the naked people just suddenly in the yard. And you're like, oh, shit, when did they get here? Uh, and so our characters are, you know, there's like, a, like you said, there's a freeze frame like where everybody, all these naked elves are just, like, and they're all brandishing, like... They're all dirty. They've all got, like, pickaxes and shovels and, and again, weaponry. Elves? These are full-grown adult Yeah, they're men. not little. No. They are They are large, old, old naked men. <laughs> <laughs> and then all hell starts to break loose because they start just coming. It's a horde, dude. It's like, it, it is like any... It's like World War Z. Yeah. It's like it's like a flood of of naked pickaxed <laughs> old dudes just come rushing out of the woods. So, you know, the crew, they get into the nearest um like uh there's like a huge it's a warehouse, like warehouse, a big yeah. warehouse and they all close themselves inside there. And like Petrie is already in and he's like he he like led them in there. He's like over to this one, I found something and inside is once they seal the door, they all turn around and there is this giant massive ice sphere yeah it looks like a tiny little iceberg yeah it, it's it's like this well it's not tiny it's, yeah it's a pretty huge iceberg scale we'll say small iceberg <clears throat> but it's like gigantic it takes up most of this warehouse that it's in and it's being like dangled via chains like from the ceiling but all around it is all of the town's radiators and hair dryers and anything that produces heat. A bunch of ovens. Yeah, like ovens open. that are open. And so basically they, they come to the conclusion that the elves, in quotes, they call them elves the rest of this movie. The elves. <laughs> all of the elves have been stealing the heat-producing items so they can thaw out. And out of the giant block of ice that is, like, slowly melting are these two massive, like, demon horns. Yeah, they're, like, <clears throat> curling, like, ram's horns. They're, yeah, like, like fucking like, huge. You know, like, fucking, we all saw Krampus. It's, yeah. like, Krampus-style huge horns coming out of this thing. And so they're they're thawing out Santa, This, which apparently that one drawing of, like, the 50-foot Santa kaiju was accurate. That's the one. That's the one. That's the portrait. <laughs> and... and in addition to all of the um, the the ovens and stuff, there's also they find all of the kids from the town are in like potato sacks. Yeah, they've all been sacked. They've up. all been sacked, and they're all like I get left as an offering to fucking Santa, the Santa demon. <laughs> I mean, you get thawed out of ice for you know how many years? I'm sure you're gonna be hungry. You're gonna oh, want sure. a little snack. Yeah, um, and so it, it looks like all all is lost for our, our heroes. And I use that term also pretty pretty lightly. Um, <laughs> our our body disposing heroes <laughs> who we're gonna who we're gonna 
hostage off this old man in a cage <laughs> to a creepy Englishman. Hey, man, if it pays the bills, you got to keep those lights on. I'm not going to eat gingerbread all year long. Yeah, but this, uh, so this is like the turn, fine, the final turn uh, uh, for for our for Rauno to see, like, because he's been, he and the adults have been flailing for most of the tail end of this movie here. And now, like, Petrie is like, I know what to do. I've he's like he's had like a Jimmy Neutron like brain blast. He does he like looks around the room and straight up brain blasts. <laughs> he uh, puts all the pieces together like it's the end of the Da Vinci Code. Yeah, <laughs> it's just numbers flying everywhere. <laughs> uh, and so this is when we get to this is the character growth moment. We're like now around. I was like, oh, my son isn't a little piece of shit who's useless. Like he's the only one who can save us. And she's like, everyone, you have to listen to him. Do what he says. That kid is going to be set up for failure in life because he is never going to be as useful as he is in this one. one Very specific instance. Yeah. And so what happens now is the plan is uh, the, the one uh, friend, Peepa or whatever, uh, they get him, they're like, all right, you can fly the helicopter, so you're gonna get the helicopter. The, the warehouse has a big hole in the ceiling, and so, <clears throat> what ends up happening is they, wait, there's a scene when they send him to go get the fucking helicopter, they give him, like, a handful of gingerbread cookies, <laughs> and then he uses his bait, he, like, walks out very gingerly and scared, and he, like, starts, like, nibbling one, and he's like, I got a cookie. And, and like, he throws, throws it, it. And the elves kind of like scurry they, over yeah, and get the and he cookie. he throws <laughs> another one. <to> get this. <laughs> the fucking elf. He like, he's so aggressive. Then he just bends down. He drops his pickaxe. Then he picks up the cookie. And he's like, ah, cookie. Yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Uh, but yeah, so basically they round up all the kids in the potato sacks who they never let out of them. They were just like, no, you stay in there. Yeah. And they, they put them in the net from the, the, the helicopter, it's right? It's like a big cargo net. So yeah. you have essentially like 30 kids in separate sacks, now in, in cargo net. nets. How bad does it have to be the kid on the bottom of that cargo Dude, sack? Dude, that kid's dead. kid's dead. That kid's, kid's getting dead. crushed, Especially right? the way the, 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 this guy pilots this helicopter. They'd be <laughs> whipping around that sack of kids. Uh, and so Petrie like, pulls like a fucking Indiana Jones maneuver, and he just rides on the out he just grabs onto the net and he's like fucking hi ho silver get he's out like, of here send it yeah. he's like fucking nathan drake scaling <laughs> yeah. the side of this fucking thing uh and walkie yeah. talkie in one hand yeah, gripped he, on the other yeah he's he's got the walkie talkie to communicate with with the guy piloting the helicopter and so it's up to um the rest of the so the dad the two dads um imo and rano they have to start drilling holes into the santa Berg, and, <laughs> and they they just slot every hole they drill. They slot in a stick of dynamite because they have like more dynamite than they could even know what to do. The with. mining so that, expedition has yeah. like tons and tons and tons and tons when of they, dynamite. When they are finished, when they when they get radioed in, like, "Hey, are you are you ready to blow it?" They like show the the Santa Berg, and it is like it's like Pinhead. It is <laughs> like there's so much dynamite in it; it's fucking crazy. Surrounded by a nest, like a fucking kaiju's nest of dynamite. Of more dynamite, yeah. Uh, and so while they're drilling, all of the um, 
the the elves are drawn to the children so they follow they like run after the helicopter that's sailing away to like the top of this they're sailing to the reindeer pen yes that from earlier in the movie because that obviously had to come back which is like miles away yeah really far uh it's it's a and the helicopter this is when we get like (laughs) the the kid riding on the outside of the like petri on the uh on the net is like so clearly like a cgi cartoon (laughs) while we're sailing through this mountain pass tell you what it was everything else going on this movie was so fucking crazy at this point i was like even phase me god Thank God he's riding the cargo net. Yeah, and so while they're like sailing, sailing around, piloting their way to the to the reindeer pen. Like I said, this net with with just the kid hanging on by one hand and all the sacks of children inside is being like whipped back and forth. It's crazy. Like you said, it's like it's like something out of a, a, an Uncharted game. <laughs> like Nathan couldn't have done it any better. But, like, every time they kind of, like, whip around a hill or, like, crest over a hill, you see a wave of, like, 300 old dudes the naked as the day they were and born. They're, and they're not they're not shying away. It's not like they're using convenient shadows. Those dicks be flopping. No, dude. we get floppy dicks galore. There, I, 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 that, like, filled up my, my old guy dick quota for years now i don't have to like yeah i'm good yeah usually usually i think most people catch like three or four a year maybe yeah, at depending a gym on what kind of movie yeah depending on what kind of movies they watch how frequent they frequent the gyms you know or saunas uh, in yes. their neighborhood uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like i'm good for like a while i'm good for maybe a decade <laughs> um also not a quota i was looking to fulfill you don't look to do it. no it just happens, it happens to you, to you. yeah <laughs> And so uh, the, the the action culminates in they finally get the helicopter to the they're hovering over the center of this reindeer pen that again oh my god is is ele- <laughs> is is electrified but not you have to activate it manually and the the guy the pilot the guy who's piloting is like it's too dangerous Petrie you can't go down there and he's like. I have to tell my dad what I did. And he just like, let's go. I'm not coming back. (laughs) Like a fucking grizzled Marine sacrificing himself for the platoon. Yeah, it's like the fucking Terminator, like thumbs up down through the lava. (laughs) He just lets go and plummets down into like a pile of snow where he can then like, he pulls the lever to electrify the fence. The open gate is like, it's like open, like the fucking maw of hell before him as a thousand <laughs> naked old dudes with pickaxes are charging for him. And he's just kind of like, it's like, <laughs> he just like closes his eyes and he's like, it's like the end of me. I am legend. <laughs> yeah. Where he's like, I'll let them take me. Uh, and right as like, you know, he's about to get got by all the elves. That's when fucking his dad and the other guy get, finish up <laughs> like they've been taking their sweet ass time because they could have been done earlier, but they got to make money. So they decided what they're going to do is before they blow up Santa, they're going to carve off his horns and take him as trophies. <laughs> they have to like there's literally there's two different scenes of them like like two men scooting this thing into the back <laughs> of a pickup truck. They're like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, maybe eight, eight or nine feet from like the bottom of the curl to the top if you straighten these horns out it'd probably be like 30 feet of horns they're just they're huge they're They're in the back of the truck with this guy as they're speeding away from the barn and they're just fucking comically large it's it's so so funny 
Um, and yeah, so uh, so the the two guys, Rano and his friend, they drive away. They detonate all that TNT, and we get a really cool explosion. Really, like, good it's a explosion. good movie explosion. Yeah, and it is a shame that we don't actually get to see the like fifty foot tall Santa demon. You uh, know, yeah, yeah. That it, that is another gripe. But I feel like we would have lost it, you know. I feel like the horde of old men was was good enough. I'm sad. I'm satiated by the horns and yeah, the, you see the, the, horns. the wave of three hundred elderly men charging yeah. through the woods. I feel. I feel like it would have been. I I wanted to see it, but I admit that it was it probably would not have been done as as good as my imagination. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I I think like I could whatever I'm thinking of is probably cooler than whatever CGI they could have made yeah. at the time. Yeah. Because this movie also we said this came out in 2010, right? Yeah. So it's not a new one. And it's uh, only 2 million, right? We said yeah, 2 million yeah. on the budget. And they blew that budget on those old men for sure. The, the, <laughs> let, that's like they had to get the the dudes who worked on <laughs> not like, the pyrotechnics and the helicopter no, work. All no, the it was men. all no. The old they men. had to they had to pay for like Weta, the people who made oh, Lord of the Rings to like. That's right. We, we kind of talked about it when we were watching it. There's like, I mean, even beyond the CGI old men, there's at least like fifty old dudes like IRL on set. Oh yeah, for completely sure. naked in the snow at night, covered in like dirt. Dude, makeup. how cold do you think the people make? I mean, I know they're from like the area, so they're used to it. But like, they're I... naked. You can't ever really get that used to it, can you? To be just standing around <laughs> buck naked for that long? I, I don't know. Man. They probably had to have like crazy like heated areas to like go stand in <laughs> while you. I can mean, wait. even beyond that, to, let's talk about the makeup team who probably had to sit there for hours. Just like painting grime on slopping grime on old folds. <laughs> We're not ages. No shame. No shame. Everyone gets foldy as they age. You know, so it's gonna be. We're, we're going to have grime in our folds one of these days. I will have spotless folds. <laughs> so they'll be grimy. Don't you worry. Uh, but yeah, so they blow the fuck up out of Santa. And like, it's like the instant Santa's dead. The elves just kind of like, you know, yeah. they, they like depower. <laughs> they like drop all their pickaxes and they start kind of like meandering about like, what are we, what are we doing? And Petrie's like, I don't know what's going on. And then he's like, looks like your dad just put those elves out of a job. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's like, and then the, and then the CSI music starts fucking playing. Like, <laughs> 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 so they're just like, well. We can feel Santa's death, so I guess we don't have to murder this kid anymore. <laughs> the fucking psychic hold of Kaiju Santa has released us from our elfish prisons. Yeah, dude, this could be like a DC villain. Put him in the next Superman movie, man. <laughs> um, so then that's like that's pretty much it for you know the 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 action comms. You know that I think do we get it like a Ryu. Does, does, does Petrie and his dad uh, get reunited until... Not till the stinger. All right, so then we get, you know, the, it, it, it ends there. You know, the the day is won. The, the elves have been thwarted. Santa's dead. Blown <laughs> to fucking smithereens. It's like, the, I, I, I thought when he exploded, I could hear um the mayor from Nightmare Before Christmas going, Blown to smithereens! <laughs> Jack's dead! <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so the stinger scene is we 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 open back up to all of the uh, uh, old elf, old man, naked old man elves being like power washed down in a in <laughs> some like unknown 
uh, like group shower. It looks like jail shower. Yeah, it's where. It's, yeah, that's what it looks like. Uh, and they're all getting they're all getting uh, sprayed down, and then we cut to them getting like like pampered. They get like their their beards trimmed and cleaned up, uh, and then they're all like lined up right, and se- they're all sitting in chairs, and they've got those little stick kids, but they're like you know bouncing them on their lap, and like so basically what's happening here is these enterprising motherfuckers are like, well, we have all of these elves now. One of them was worth eighty five thousand right, dollars, right? Because that's how much they were. They were like, "We need." They're also very, like, I think that's what Rauno was going to demand from the from Riley, the old guy. He's like, "I want eighty five thousand dollars," and his friend is like, "Ask for a million. and he's like, slaps him out. He's yeah. like, "No, eighty five thousand because that's what they were they were estimating was lost on the reindeer. So they're right. like, "Fuck, we gotta make this much money. We right? gotta make our eighty five k. No more." Just enough. Yeah. Just enough for gingerbread next year. Yeah. And so, yeah, they're like, well, one was worth 85000 So, So now they are there. There's like this scene where Rauno and Riley or not Riley, uh, Rauno and Petrie are like, like Petrie's on his lap and they're like father and son. They're, they're all cleaned up and they're happy. Um, and they're like judging how good these guys, these like if they're ready to be Santa to the point where it's like, mm, no, not, not that one. Not yet. Oh, you nope, not yet. And then we get to Petrie's elf, the one who was going to kidnap him and sack him up in the first place. And, <laughs> and they're like, they look at each other and they're all like, he's ready. And then Riley, <laughs> Riley crowns him with a Santa hat, and the old guy's like, oh. <laughs> Again, they've never said any words. They don't talk. They don't talk. <laughs> but they're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. and they're like, he's ready. <laughs> and then what they what do they do? They put him in a crate. They put him in fucking crates to say live cargo, <laughs> yeah, and they ship him off ship to like him with Zanzibar. Some, yeah, ship him with some hay and get him out here to Zan. There's a Zanzibar needs a Santa Claus for this year. But yeah, that's their new that's their new business. They're like, well, we don't export reindeer anymore. No. Now we export Santa yeah, Clauses. Yeah, and and we we see the their the logo that they have on the side of the containers and it says rare exports. And there's a little like octagon with like a cartoon Santa in it. <laughs> So, you know, we get, like, this, like, kind of, like, creepy, like, slow burn, like, gross, evil Santa in the night movie. And then it, like, turns in, and then it turns into, like, oh, we're just gonna be shipping Santas across the world. I, is this, alright, now, we talked about it on the last one, on the last movie, because we did determine the last movie, Secret Monster movie. Which is one of our favorite genres yeah. of oh, horror this movies. Is, well, is this a secret monster movie? No. Because you know there's monsters involved right away. Because they're like... They make it very clear that they've been excavating in the mountains. And true, they found something. True. And it gets loose. Like, you know it's a monster movie. It's just like... At first, you're like, oh, the monster is just this one Santa. But then you get the... It's just like a... You get the twist on a twist where it's like, oh, the monster's not, that's not Santa, that's an elf, and there's a lot of them, and then there's big Santa, you know, so. That's like the twist from the Meg where you're like, wow, that's a big shark. Oh, and, and they're like, the I don't think that shark's it. big enough. <laughs> yeah, and then the other one comes and eats it, you're like, fuck, that shark is way bigger. <laughs> same yeah. twist. It is, It yes, same <laughs> twist. You know what? I think, I think Meg ripped it off. I think they knew what they were doing. <laughs> Oh, fuck. But that's, uh, so that's Rare Exports. Uh, it is, it's a wild ride. Like I said, it's a kind of a slow burn at the beginning, 
but it is well worth the ramp up, dude. That that the movie goes buck wild at the tail end, and it was way worth it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care how many naked old dudes were in there. It was so funny to see and so scary. <laughs> yeah, it was effectively scary. Yeah, there those like couple scenes where they're like moving the helicopter around like across the mountainside, and you see all of them running like it's like a bird's eye shot from the like helicopter. It's like seeing see the White Walkers and shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking scary, man. I really liked it. I think <laughs> I think it's I think it's very funny, and I I think it fits right on up there with any of the other Christmas horror movies that we listed last year i think it's better than a lot of them yeah, yeah it's definitely. really fun uh you know again you have to take it you know the, it's a foreign movie so there's gonna be like you know you're gonna have to do subtitles um i know that turns a lot of people off but grow up but just do it it's worth it it's really funny learn how to read you <laughs> fucking heathens <laughs> but yeah for me thumbs up uh i'm gonna definitely put it on the on the yearly list so i'm gonna watch it again <laughs> As uh, anytime I any as long as it's available, I'm gonna watch it on Christmas. Yeah, I, I agree. I it's I, I think it's a good way to kind of start off our season two. Uh, as far as recommendations, I think this is light enough on the horror that you can get most people involved. Like, I don't think this is like uh I I would say this is a pretty reasonable like party watch. Like, if you have mm-hmm. a bunch of people around, you're like, oh, let's put on this fucking crazy uh Christmas action horror movie like i think most people would get down on this movie and just be entertained by how crazy it gets yeah um and it just has this weird you know i don't know if if it's if it's like directorial style or if it's just like it has sort of like this the whole movie has this weird like dreamlike quality to it that like i think just happened like i think just films in that area of the world just kind of feel like because like hatching sort of had that but i know that's like a fairy tale movie but so did like troll hunter had that it were every like they just like everything feels very dreamy and like kind of like uh i don't know it's 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 a weird it's hard to describe but there's just like a quality to a lot of like uh films from that area of the world that like i i really like it 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 feels like a little like a little fairy tale a little treat if you're a person who's looking for like a new Krampus movie, I I feel like this is not far away from pretty close. I mean, yeah. Santa's basically big Krampus in this movie, giant Krampus. Yeah, right. You yeah. don't get a real good look at him, but I mean, you get a you see enough of them horns, you're like, yeah. that's a Krampus horn. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that, I mean, that's that's it for for rare exports. Rare exports. Well, it also it's called uh it like its title is like. A Christmas tale, but then in like America, they had to call it Rare Exports a Christmas tale. Like, that's it, great. <laughs> They're like, we got to make this a little bit more specific. I it's think. a good pivot. I think yeah. it's a very good title. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's it for Rare Exports. Definitely go check it out. Um, and so I think we're going to keep going strong with Christmas. I think we're going to have a nice little docket of Christmas movies to cover. So it won't be just one episode like last year. We're starting off with this. Uh, we've got It's a Wonderful Knife coming out. And I think we got a couple other uh, Christmas haunts up our sleeve. So, oh, yeah, definitely. I mean... So I think it'll be a... F- we'll get to do, like, a full Christmas... 
I think we might have underestimated last year when we tried to do an entire just one episode of Christmas. I feel like there is there's a Christmas horror movie for every flavor. Yeah, I think we're gonna have some good stuff coming up. I'm excited. Yeah. I and you know what? I, I this one just this movie alone got me in the spirit. I'm feeling a little jolly. He says that now, but I think next week I'm going to make him watch the mean one just for, like, our own viewing. And you think that'll make me feel less jolly? No, but I I, I think it'll temper you a little bit. <laughs> uh, well, I, you know what? Either way, I can't wait. So, um, thanks for joining us, uh, everybody. Uh, as always, follow us on the socials. We are Devil's Cut Pod. In the description of this episode, there's a link tree that has all of our links to mm-hmm. our Instagram, Twitter, uh, the invite for the Discord. If you want to join that, we're hanging out in the Discord all week. Yeah, we chat about stuff. Eric posts news that he finds and any little fun tidbit. You can find it all in one place there. Um, and uh, as always, check out our, our Twitch streams. We stream on Monday nights at 8 o'clock until midnight or later, like Taco Bell. <laughs> and uh, that's going to be uh, at Matt X Young because it, I made that channel before we started doing this. I'm pretty sure it's in the uh, link tree too. It should be, but you know, just in case, if yeah. you're if you got Twitch already pulled up on your phone and you want to find the channel and follow it right now, that would be cool. Um, it would be cool. <laughs> it would be cool. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. That's that's us here. At the Devil's Cut. Catch us again next week. Uh, until then, creep it real. <laughs>